Welcome back to Return to Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Clint Curry. If you haven't yet listened to our previous podcast episode, please make sure you go back and give it a listen. It's called The Marriage Bed, episode 16 on Return to Truth. If this is your first time here, thank you so much for joining me today. If you've been here before, I appreciate your continued loyalty to the truth and for coming back for more. To get you up to speed on where we are at, the past seven episodes have been discussing the Ten Commandments. We have been, in a way, deep diving from a high level into each one, touching the surface of God's holy law. If you haven't yet, I encourage you to go back and listen to Episode 9, Trust and Obey, to fully understand why we keep the commandments of God. Again, not to be saved, but because we are saved. As always, before we begin any episode, we need to ask God to guide us into a better understanding of His Word. So with that said, let's start off with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us life, for giving us eternal life, and for every material blessing that we have. Lord, we know that without you, we would have nothing. We ask, Lord, that you will open the windows of heaven Bless us now and help us to trust in you in all that we have. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Coming up right now is commandment number eight. The title of today's episode is Den of Thieves. Exodus chapter 20 verse 15 reads this, You shall not steal. Statistics surrounding this say that according to the FBI crime data, there were more than 548,000 shoplifting cases in 2021, nearly 20% of all reported theft and larceny crimes. Shoplifting is the most common crime in the U.S. As forementioned, one out of 11 Americans are shoplifters. According to the NASP, more than $13 billion worth of goods are stolen from retailers each year, or approximately $35 million per day. Let's look at a few of the most expensive items in the world that were stolen. It says here from an online article, Number one, the Mona Lisa. Ever heard of it? The answer is most likely yes, considering it is the most famous painting in the world. It was, in fact, at one point stolen. The criminal was a handyman, working at where the painting is displayed. In 1911, he hid in a closet until the museum closed, and then took off with it with two other handymen. It was finally recovered and returned to the place where it was housed in 1913, after it was attempted to be sold to an art dealer in Italy. This painting tops the list of the most expensive things ever stolen with a price tag of at least $2 billion. Number two, the Empire State Building. No, the Empire State Building wasn't actually picked up and stolen, but the property was. In December of 2008, the New York Daily News stole the $1.89 billion building by filing fake paperwork with the city to transfer the deed to the property. The journalist did it to prove that there was a loophole in the law when it came to the city's way of recording transactions. The newspaper returned the building to its rightful owner, and the law was tightened up. Number 3. Dinosaur Bones Eric stole the skeletons of over half a dozen dinosaurs from Mongolia and smuggled them back to the U.S. The bones were said to have been worth over one million. Eric was caught by the FBI and sentenced to three months in jail. 
So what is the cause of stealing? Stealing may be caused by jealousy, envy, low self-esteem, or peer pressure. Social issues like feeling excluded or overlooked can also cause stealing. People may steal to prove their independence, to act out against family or friends, or because they don't respect others or themselves. One of the most widely remembered commandments of all of them is this one. Yet we often find ourselves taking what is not ours every single day. And it's done in a couple different ways. So how is it that a commandment like this can be on our lips, but not in our heart? Matthew chapter 15, verse 8 reads, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. We steal from others, we steal from God, and we steal from ourselves in the process. Stealing, robbery, theft, larceny, burglary, pilfering. I don't think I need to define this word for you. I guarantee everyone listening to this knows what it is. But do you know who God is? Well, if you are a thief, the answer to that is more than likely no. Because if you did, you wouldn't take what isn't yours. There was a point where I had no clue who God even was. He was the farthest thing from my mind. Yes, I knew of him, but I didn't know him. There was no relationship there, even in a house of a pastor. At that time, all I cared about was what I could get in life and get it for free. I was completely careless in my actions. When I was a teenager, I stole, and it described me perfectly. I was a thief. Why? Because I thought it was cool. Everyone around me was doing it. Why not me too? I thought I could get away with it. Boy, was I wrong on that part for sure. Seems like no matter what I did, it always came back to bite me. Numbers chapter 32 verse 23 says, You have sinned against the Lord, and be sure your sin will find you out. Stealing is trying to get as much as possible while giving as little as possible. Stealing is just another way that we don't trust in God. Again, we decide to take things into our own hands, quite literally, and in doing so, we put God last. So where is our faith? Where is our trust? Can't God sustain us? Can't God give us what we need? Luke chapter 8, verse 17 says this, For nothing is hidden that will not be made manifest, nor is anything secret that will not be known and come to light. I found some online commentary that reads this, The eighth commandment, thou shalt not steal is unique in that it encompasses all the other commandments on the second tablet. Murder is the stealing of another person's life. Adultery is the stealing of another person's spouse. Giving false testimony is stealing justice. And coveting is the desire to steal what belongs to another person. This commandment is unique in another way. It is the only completely open-ended commandment. All other commandments are specific. But the commandment against stealing doesn't even hint at what it is we are forbidden to steal. With that said, it means we cannot take anything that belongs to another person. Leviticus chapter 19 verse 11 says, You shall not steal. You shall not deal falsely. You shall not lie to one another. These three things all connect with one another because they are intertwined and one leads to another. With that said, Theft in itself comes in two forms, tangible and intangible, but it all results in loss. 
Let's take a look at some examples here. I know a lot of different people that actually utilize their employer's time to do their own bidding. But when you are at work, you are there to work, not to browse social media, text, or make personal phone calls. Now that a lot of us work from home, it opens up the door for many people to take advantage of it, even more so. I've heard of people doing laundry, moving furniture, even going on a jog, all while working on the clock. You see, when you use time that is not yours for your own personal gain, it is theft of time and in a way, theft of money that is not yours. You are in a way stealing from your employer when you do this. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 28 reads this, Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands, so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Let's look at the next type. Ever stay at a hotel and take a towel? Maybe a robe or all of the toiletries that you didn't even use. Yes, even that is stealing. How about when you buy something just to use it and then return it when you're done? In a way, you stole the use of something that you never intended to keep. Yes, it's true, it's all stealing. I remember when I went to the store not too long ago. I bought some items and realized that the cashier didn't ring me up for one of the items she placed in my bag. Now, I could have just walked away with some free stuff. But instead, I went back in and had them ring me up for that item. Now that may seem like a lot of work to you, or maybe you just like free stuff, but imagine the items you will store up for yourself that will last forever if you follow God and his commandments. Imagine the items that you will take with you into eternity. Matthew chapter 6 verse 19 through 21 says this, Do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now what you will find out in doing this is that people will respect you more, and bonus, they may even realize their mistake and your honesty and let you keep the item with approval. That's happened to me a number of different times. But more than that, you are being a witness to the truth, and you are letting your light shine so all can see it. 1 John chapter 3, verse 18 reads this, Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. Okay, here's an odd question for you. Can we steal Jesus? Can others through Satan steal him from us? Yes, I believe we can and they do every day of our lives. When we don't put Jesus first in our daily lives, we are in a way stealing our very own truth peace, and happiness. We deprive ourselves of the life-giving power of God, and we allow that to steal what God has given us, His only Son. There is a parable in the Bible that explains how this happens to us. Matthew chapter 13 verses 1 through 9 says this, That same day Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea, and great crowds gathered about Him, so that He got into a boat and sat down. And the whole crowd stood on the beach, and he told them many things in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, 
where they did not have much soil. And immediately they sprang up, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. It goes on to say, in Matthew chapter 13, verses 18 through 23, he explains the parable out here. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. And when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. As for what was sown among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. As for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. What we see here is the life being strangled from us when we allow worldly desires to come into our lives and then a falling away occurs. I see this every day from Christians all around me. This very thing happens to Judas in the Bible. John chapter 12 verse 3 through 6 says this, Mary therefore took a pound of expensive ointment made from pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. The house was filled with fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of the disciples, he who was about to betray him, said, Why was this ointment not sold for three hundred denarii and given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief, and having charge of the money bag, he used to help himself with what was put into it. And what happens to Judas in the end of all of this? He went out and hung himself. Matthew chapter 27 verses 3 through 5 says this, Then when Judas, his betrayer, saw that Jesus was condemned, he changed his mind and brought back the thirty pieces of silver to the chief priest, saying, I have sinned and betrayed innocent blood. They said, What is that to us? See to it yourself. And throwing down the pieces of silver into the temple, he departed and he went and hanged himself. We see that his very own corruption and deceit stole away Jesus from him, which ended his own life. The world and its riches was too much for him, and it allowed Satan to overtake him. But God was able to work through this sin for a much greater purpose. And that purpose was the ultimate sacrifice of Jesus our Savior. Let's look at another example of stealing. Ever borrow something from someone? Did you give it back yet? No, stealing your garage, huh? That's stealing. If you have something in your home that's not yours, but someone else's, then give it back. If you have borrowed it, return it, plain and simple. Keeping it is stealing it. Forgetting to give it back is stealing it. If it doesn't belong to you, you should return it. Another example here is don't take advantage of others. That's another type of theft. For instance, 
If you take advantage of a seller or a buyer's ignorance and pay less or charge more than you should, then you are stealing. Not talking about inflation here either, although that feels like I'm being scammed too. I'm talking about honesty here, being upfront and truthful. Something similar happened in Acts chapter 5, verses 1-11. through 11. We are introduced to a couple named Ananias and Sapphira. We are told they sold off some property and laid down part of the proceeds from that sale at the feet of the apostles to be used for gifts to the poor. However, they conspired to falsify the truth of the transaction and kept aside part for themselves. It says here, But a man named Ananias with his wife Sapphira sold a piece of property, and with his wife's knowledge he kept back for himself some of the proceeds and brought only part of it and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back for yourself part of the proceeds of the land? While it remained unsold, did it not remain your own? And after it was sold, was it not at your disposal? Why is it that you have contrived this deed in your heart? You have not lied to man, but to God. When Ananias heard these words, he fell down and breathed his last. And great fear came upon all who heard of it. The young men rose and wrapped him up and carried him out and buried him. After an interval of about three hours, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. And Peter said to her this, Tell me whether you sold the land for so much. And she said, Yes, for so much. But Peter said to her, How is it that you have agreed together to test the Spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. Immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. When the young men came in, they found her dead, and they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. And great fear came upon the whole church and upon all who heard of these things. So we know we can steal Jesus from ourselves, but can we steal from God? Yes, Christians do it every single week while sitting in the seats at church. They just don't realize it. Or maybe they do, but they think there is no other way. We steal from God when we hold back tithe that rightfully belongs to Him. Are you giving what God asks you to give? I used to believe that God would understand. I used to think to myself that God knows that I can't just give Him money that I need. I used to think that I needed it more than Him. When we do that, we take away what's God's and the blessing He gives us in return. Luke chapter 16, verses 10 says this, Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much, and whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. God provided it to you. If it weren't for Him, you wouldn't have what you have today. So give back to God. Give his part. You are partners in this. God got you the job and he supplied the funds. Now give him his share. Your tithe will help further the gospel message and could save someone in the process. Why steal that opportunity from others? I used to struggle with this very thing as well. But then I started trusting God not only with my life, but also with my finances. It was difficult, but it can only be done with trust and faith, and that's through God. God wants us to give, 
and in return he gives back to us. Luke chapter 6 verse 38 says this, Give and it will be given to you. A good measure pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use it, it will also be measured to you. There is hope for those who suffer from this sin. Just like the thief on the cross who in his dying moments received the greatest gift of all, more valuable than all he had ever stolen, and it was given to him for free. Imagine that. All he had to do was ask. And now, as followers of Christ, we are no longer defined by our past. We are now defined by Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. The nails, the cross, and the resurrection bears our name. So in closing, don't steal from God. Don't steal from others because you're really just stealing from yourself. Well, that's all for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. We have so much more coming your way. You can find Return to Truth on many different podcast apps and websites. Just search Return to Truth and look for the logo. Make sure to follow this podcast channel on any of those apps or websites to stay up to date. Don't forget to then comment and rate because I want to hear from you. And please share this podcast as much as you can. New episodes are dropping every single Monday. Stay tuned for our next episode as we discuss the ninth commandment right here on Return to Truth.